0: is my only home Of righteousness and heaven's Yeshua, Hi there everyone, this is Braden and Tally Waller, the voice of my beloved podcast And listening to this song, it's bringing me back about 12 years when we recorded this Twelve years ago, we got married. We got married, what, about three days before Passover. So it's, uh, we're right in that season now. It's, it's a sweet season. It's very nice. The spring, all the trees are budding around here. It's very nice. Season of love, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, Song of Songs, it has a lot of references to springtime as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see so, a lot uh, of blooming and smells. and
1: Right. And with Passover coming up next week, actually... I'm not sure if all of our listeners are aware of this, but the uh, in the feast, there are certain books that go with the, the particular feast. For example, uh-huh. Passover coming up, the book that's connected with it is the Song of Songs. There you go. And then uh, Shavuot or Pentecost, the book that goes with that is the book of Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sukkot, the book that goes with that is the book of Lamentations. So in Israel, uh, they read these books at these particular feasts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, coming up here, got Song of Songs for Passover. So there's a, a strong connection there which is so hard to believe we've been working on song of songs the whole year because we I think we started the podcast about a year ago
0: Wow (laughs) we've been going through the
1: song of Songs. I've learned a lot I know
0: yeah it's I I can say it's been really fun actually I felt like it was probably gonna be really long when we went into it just because it's just very rich there's a lot of depth there I've really appreciated it I think I appreciate the book a lot more now than I did at the beginning Uh, just being able to really understand uh, bits and pieces of it and stuff Uh, it's been it's been really good. So uh, so here we are. We uh, <clears throat> we actually started recording this podcast yesterday, but it was so beautiful, just couldn't bear to be inside for an hour and a half. And so we went out and went on a hike instead. And we're recording it now on a rainy day. It's still a nice rainy day, but it's rainy. So we're <laughs> getting ready for Passover though. It's a blessing. We've got people coming in this week. We're gonna have a week family week. Uh, not quite the 700 people that used to come out <laughs> several years ago. But we've got a sweet group, about 100, 120, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, always excited about what God's going to do in these events. Um, always a new group, a different group, different mix of people. Old friends, new friends. So, yeah, and excited about Passover. I don't know, about for me, I always feel going into the feast times, it's always such an exciting And slightly nervous feeling, especially I feel like with Passover, you know, you have to get ready, clean all the leaven out. There's this like feeling of like real readiness, you know, you have to be ready for, for going into the Passover. And so it always makes me like a little nervous. Yeah. So it it also reminds me of the whole bridal picture, you know, because Yeshua coming back and being ready for that too. So may we be faithful when he comes. Amen. So here we go, chapter seven.
1: Yeah, before we get chapter into seven. it, I just want to share a few thoughts too, just on the importance of the Song of Songs for just maintaining fervency. I believe you know we all go through ups and downs in our walk. You know of feeling at times a real burning in our hearts for serving God. Other times we may feel like uh, just a little more disconnected. Mm-hmm. I feel like what the Song of Songs does is it brings us back to that really big motivator that we all have, and that's love. Mm-hmm. When I uh, when I'm in love with my wife with you Tally, mm-hmm. then I'm really motivated to make you happy, you know, yeah. to, to do things that you like. Right. And so, uh, just, it's real, it's real simple, but I think God hardwired us. Each, each person in the world is hardwired to respond to love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obedience, I believe flows when Yeshua is, uh, you know, giving us commands when we have, uh, that heart of overflowing love. And when he gives us a command, then it's just like natural, just flows out of our hearts. We mm-hmm. want to please him and so you know i think with this a long term view of like i want to be consistent i think of the passage in romans it says fervent in spirit serving the lord and that's a goal that's an ideal that i have but i want to i want to fuel that i, I recognize a need in my own heart to continue to fuel that mm-hmm. that um uh, that love mm-hmm. for the bridegroom yeah. uh, outside of that if it, if that wanes then my obedience is going to wane most likely as well mm-hmm. and so yeah and uh, just Reviewing a little bit too, I think it's helpful to go back and remember, this is the song of all songs. Shir HaShirim, connected to Kadosh Hakdoshim. you know, like, or that's the similar idea, holy of holies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, king of Kings, Melech Hamlachim, mm-hmm. uh, Lord of Lords, Adon HaAdonim. Uh, those are, this is a Hebrew way of saying basically the highest one, you know, if you say King of Kings, he's the highest King, right? So right. Uh, Shir HaShirim the song of all, it's it's the highest song. Mm -hmm. And so even as we're getting into chapter seven, you know, Tally and I were looking at chapter seven, chapter seven is really the hardest one to really, um, get into and and see the picture that it is Mm -hmm. of the bride and the bridegroom in a spiritual sense, Mm -hmm. but just realizing it's a very, it's the highest song, you know? So it's, it's going to take maybe a little more of a, um, spiritual eyes. It's going to take spiritual eyes to really see the significance of it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's, um, There's a there's a message in chapter seven for us to take away.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I love just thinking back on this whole journey that we have through the song, of um, basically a bride that's on a journey, and there are it's not this perfectly paved road. It's uh it's a journey that she keeps on going on that she doesn't like veer off. Um, There are points where. You know she struggles and there's there's trials and things but um the beauty of the bridegroom the love of the bridegroom uh wooing her is what kind of keeps her taking the next step and um and it is a beautiful thing i mean i think i believe that this is uh quite a bit of the the climax of the love story kind of um like just the real um you know, there's just a lot of overflowing um, kind of uh, appreciation for the bride and the bridegroom. And I think that is a sign of, of maturity, you know. And and I, I love that, that whole goal, uh, something that we're walking towards, you know, as we go through the journey, that as we keep following him, that there's um, a mature bride at the end of it, and it's a, it's a really it's a, a high call, and it's something that should keep us walking on. You know, the the hope that we will one day be like him. You know, that that we will one day um, understand uh, his heart. So, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think too of what Paul said. He said this is a great mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the the whole picture of marriage is a great mystery, and in, in that it mirrors this picture of the bridegroom and the bride in, in the, you know, the heavenly picture. Mm-hmm. And so there's very few things in the scripture that are actually called a great mystery, but this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it, it can't, it's not one of those things that we're just going to be like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense. necessarily, right. you know, it's, it, there's a mystery level to it. And, you know, but as we get into the Song of Songs, I feel like we're unraveling the mystery in a sense. Oh, yeah. We're getting into the depth of his love, of his passion for mm-hmm. his people. And it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. And I just was reading in uh, Proverbs yesterday about it is the, oh, what is it? The glory of kings to search out of men or right. something yes. like that. Uh-huh. something about like the... The whole thing with mysteries is that you're supposed to keep trying to figure it out. You keep know? searching. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you're supposed to be like, "Well, that's mysterious. That's it." You know, it's uh, you're supposed to search it out and figure out, try to figure out the 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 mystery. Because mystery is like, there's uh, there's just a lot of depth. You know, it just goes on. The depth of it just goes on. You're supposed to search it out. And right. Looking into it. So,
1: yeah. So jumping into the the Song of Songs, the Shir Hashirim, chapter seven, verse six how fair and how pleasant you are. Oh, love with your delights. So here the bridegroom is speaking to the bride and he's saying, you're just delightful, amazing, delightful. And this just goes back to a real basic principle that we like to be with people that, that delight in us, that, that enjoy our company. Right. Mm-hmm. And so here, when we go to seek the bridegroom, he's saying, oh, how pleasant you are with your delights. You're just delightful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, sense of being enjoyed by him, I believe is a, is an amazing, uh, it's an amazing motivator mm-hmm. to want to continue to seek him, mm-hmm. want to continue to pursue him for us ourselves to delight in him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm 37 seven four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. So he delights in us and we're also called to delight in him. Mm-hmm. And that may be something, you know, as we're, uh, just, you know, working through this whole journey, I think that that's something that needs to be cultivated. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, the idea of delighting in God could be maybe a far off idea for some and, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on what season we're in. But I think it is something, it's an ideal that yes, you know, we can delight in setting aside time to seek our bridegroom. With the with the knowing, right? That he delights in us. Mm-hmm. That he really loves us. Uh, and he's gone through great measures to show us that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm also just noticing that the plural there, with your delights. And... um I don't know, just seeing like how he sees the bride as being like that, you know, we're talking about maturity. There's like a fullness of like a full picture kind of a thing, like multifaceted, um, you know, it's not like just one area she's concentrated on that she's grown in maturity, but there's like this, um, it's, you know, many delights, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a multifaceted maturity that she's kind of engaged in uh, as she's gone on the journey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then verse seven, this stature of yours is like a palm tree. So she's mature. She has stature, uh, reminds us of the verse in Ephesians four 13 Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this is where the bride, as Tally mentioned earlier, she's moving into maturity, right? Mm -hmm. She's coming into the full stature. This Mm -hmm. stature of yours is like a palm tree. And we see in nature that palm trees grow in difficult Circumstances. I, I right. remember going through a desert area in Israel, and all of a sudden, you see this huge grove of palm trees, mm-hmm. and so it's this beautiful picture of the bride actually growing, flourishing in the midst of difficult or uh, poor, poor soil or poor, yeah, you right. know, hard, <laughs> hard conditions, hard conditions. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. still uh, she's still able to have stature, mm-hmm. and uh, I studied a little bit. It's fascinating, but. If you look at hurricanes that come through an area and the hurricane will just destroy most of the trees, but you'll see all these palm trees still standing mm-hmm. <laughs> after the storm. And for one, they just don't have near as many branches to catch the wind, right? But it also has to do with the way that they're, wood is made Uh, they have a different type of grain in their in their wood that allows them to bend makes it they're very flexible Uh, Mm -hmm. they're fibrous and fairly wet on the inside and this this allows them to just bend in the wind and so i think there's a picture in that too you know the 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 bride is able to basically you know with the (laughs) winds yeshua talked about the the house that's able to stand the winds you know and i didn't even think about uh you know they build these high rises right there there's a lot of structure that goes down below you know to to allow it to kind of bend with the wind right uh-huh. <laughs> so but i'm thinking of that with the palm tree that that's one of the advantages the palm tree has over these other trees mm-hmm. is that when the winds the heart that's still gonna after it's all over it's still gonna be standing mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. that's a that's a picture of the bride as well
0: yeah it's also a i'm sure that they're very well rooted as well you know that they don't just come up like a lot of trees do in the hurricanes as well you know there's a good root system I, don't, I like i've been really thinking about that a lot um just being rooted and grounded in the word of god because the the top part <laughs> might sway a bit with the hard times with the winds and the storms and that's normal like that's what we're created to be like we're not supposed to be like rod you know <laughs> like just totally you know um because we're human you know and so uh, and there's a beauty in that you know that swaying motion, but the being rooted is what keeps us firm in the same, in, you know, s- solid on the rock, unmovable. Um And so, yeah, that's the 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 maturity there, being rooted and grounded and being able to flex and move with the situations in life.
1: Yeah, when I was reading about it, actually, there is, you know, the the roots are, are different than other roots as well. They have these little anchor things. They'll hold, like, grab a clump of soil. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, their the roots are different than a lot of trees as well. Huh, yeah. So... Uh, there's a few scriptures in the Bible about the palm as well. Psalm 92 verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. So here again, another positive reference to the palm tree, mm-hmm. revelation seven, nine, after these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands. Mm-hmm. So here, you know, the fullness, basically. You know, we're talking about coming to full maturity. This group of people are going to have palm branches, right? <laughs> I, the, the bride that is, her stature is like a palm tree. She's going to be having palm branches in her hand
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and worshiping with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm also thinking of Sukkot. You know, palm trees are a big part of, uh, of Sukkot and praise and everything. So, uh, yeah, palm trees, good good picture.
1: Yeah. And then it goes on, it says, and your breasts like its clusters. So, as we mentioned before, the breast and the song represent her ability to nurture, and so here the bridegroom is praising her for for that ability that she's able to nurture mm-hmm. others uh, and to see them mature mm-hmm. in in faith and love.
0: Yeah, you also see with a, a palm tree how each year it gets um, taller. I think that's how it works. Like they have you like cut off the last one and then it's higher. It goes higher every year or whatever. And so, just thinking that's where the fruit is. Up there too and so um just that that maturity uh that ability to nurture comes from that maturity of growth too right
1: yeah verse eight i said i will go up to the palm tree i will take hold of its branches so here this is a a picture of yeshua you know he, this is the bridegroom speaking he said "I'm go to the palm tree i'm going to go to this this in the hebrews the tamar the the date tree i'm going to go up to the date tree take hold of its branches in the commentaries on this, it's likened to, let's take a book of Acts situation, Acts 2, where the spirit comes in and is moving powerfully in the midst of the people. Basically, it's Yeshua moving in in a powerful way. He's taking hold of the branches in a sense, and mm-hmm. he is shaking the house, right? he's mm-hmm. He is moving people in a mighty way. And... People are responding. There's a power encounter in a sense, and and people are being moved. You know, three thousand people come into the kingdom in one day because of the anointed preaching of Peter. Mm-hmm. And so this is a this is the kind of the picture of Yeshua coming into the the bride in the midst of the bride, and he is moving powerfully through the bride. Mm-hmm. Philippians three twelve. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Messiah Yeshua has also laid hold of me. So here's this idea of just being laid hold of, you know, like the bride is this picture of this tree that you, that the bridegroom has laid hold of. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is who, what he does. He, he lays hold of us. He lays hold of our hearts and uh and i almost think of jacob as well you know he's we want to lay hold of him too That's what paul's saying here mm-hmm. you know there's this sense of uh being laid hold of to mm-hmm. fulfill the purposes of god yeah. you know it's jacob's wrestling you know with the, with the, with the angel which mm-hmm. is very likely a a uh, angelic angelic to, but but even yeshua, yeshua right yeshua yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh but this idea of you know him yeshua laid hold of jacob to fulfill his purposes through his life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm also thinking just of a palm tree with, um, to get the fruit, you have to climb up to the branches to get the dates and stuff. And just how, you know, that the palm tree goes through this maturing process, produces these fruit, the dates, and someone has to go and get the fruit so that it can be enjoyed by people, you know? And so it's Yeshua coming into our lives that really brings about like, um, it's like with him, the fruit of our lives uh brings is purposeful it can be used to to bless other people and stuff and how that's the whole point of the fruit right is to to be a blessing to nourish people and so it's when Yeshua comes and lays hold of us that um that fruit can can be used um for its for its purposes
1: yeah and I like the the depth of commitment that there is as well in that the idea of you know is a prayer Yeshua lay hold of me you know yeah. lay hold yeah. of my life I don't want to just you know rule. I don't want to have, um, uh, I don't want to just manage my own life. Basically. Mm-hmm. I want you to be the one that is directing me, laying hold of me really, and and directing me in the way I should go. Mm-hmm. So going on, it says, let now your breast be like clusters of the vine. So in this symbolic picture, let basically saying, let your ability to nurture be a sweet fruit as you abide in the vine. Uh, you know, let, let your breast, let your ability to nurture be like clusters of the vine. Um, you know, basically that you are producing fruit mm-hmm. that is going to be uh, a blessing in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The bride, the mature bride is going to bring forth fruit. That is a blessing.
0: Yeah. We kind of switched here to a, uh, a vine now off of the uh palm trees yeah interesting (laughs) yeah interesting uh change of it's kind of funny (laughs) because talking about clusters still but um but the palm. i was just going back to the last one too i'm thinking of a palm tree being so tall because usually it's taller than any of the other trees and um a a palm tree can it could be a proud tree right if you put gave a personality to palm trees like taller than the rest of the trees right and so um just that that whole idea of him laying hold of us is a way of being humbled too and saying hey i you know maybe because of you i've reached this maturity i'm tall but it's because that you've laid hold of me you right. know that that's the only reason that there's any good anyways yeah. uh, it's just something else that i had thought have
1: about. you ever had a dream tally where uh, someone changes into someone else Oh yeah, I think I have had that. I've had a few dreams like that. Yeah. But that's what it's almost like in the Song of Songs here, Solomon. He's like he's seeing a palm tree, he's writing about then all of a sudden it changes into a, a vine. A vine. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is an interesting uh, change there. Yeah, yeah. So going along, uh, the fragrance of your breath like apples. So as we mentioned it from back in chapter two, she sat down under the apple tree with great delight. She's just mm-hmm. sitting down, ex- just receiving grace, receiving favor, receiving mm-hmm. the free gift. And so now we're here in chapter seven and the fragrance of the bride's breath is like apples. Mm -hmm. So this is just indicating that she's been eating these apples. Right. And she's got those on her breath. And this is basically her spirit. You know, her, Mm -hmm. your breath is, you know, your, your spirit, what you're, what you exude. Mm -hmm. And so here the bride, she is, uh, just, that's the kind of the, the fragrance. John Thurlow has a song. I love the fragrance of your name, you know? Uh-huh. And so yeah. the bride has this fragrance. And, uh, then I love the song. John Thurlow is this, that like when someone walks into the room, they have a certain fragrance, you know, they have this certain <laughs> attitude, spirit, whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, the song just talks about how they love, uh, it says, I love the fragrance of your name. Oh Lord. I love the freight. You know, when you come in, there's a in. fragrance that you have, but here we see the, the fragrance of the bride is apples. It's the grace. It's the mercy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a beautiful, it's a wonderful fragrance that she carries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So far we've got uh, dates, grapes, and apples. That's nice. All yeah. really good fruits. Yeah, they're great. All parts of the, uh, the, uh, the species of Israel, too.
1: And then going on to verse 9, And the roof of your mouth like the best wine. So, from the very first verse, really, you know, let, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, the mouth throughout the song speaks of intimacy, intimacy with the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. So the bridegroom is now saying the roof of your mouth, or this word can also be translated as just mouth. Uh, for some reason, the translators translate as roof of your mouth. It can also be translated as taste. It could, you'd say in the taste of your mouth, like the, or the, your taste like the best wine. And so, uh, yeah, actually backing up in the song is, is translated as taste. His fruit was sweet to my taste is the exact same Hebrew word as mouth here. So, uh, looking at this, the roof or your mouth is like the best wine. The bridegroom is telling the bride that, you know, her relationship, her closeness is, is the best really. It's the best wine. It's, it's the best thing. Mm-hmm. And so just really puts an exclamation point on how much the bridegroom enjoys his people. Mm -hmm. And we see that in the Psalms all the Lord takes delight in his people. Mm He, he enjoys being with his people. And we pour out, you know, the song like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink. Mm -hmm. You know, when we pour out our worship, we pour out our lives for the bridegroom. That's he he said, Oh, that's the best wine. Mm -hmm. That's the best in the world. You know, of all the things that, you know, he he enjoys creation, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. but his bride's affection, his bride's love, is the best. Mm-hmm. Is the best wine of all and he yeah. just really really loves us.
0: Yeah, I think uh you've talked earlier too about how wine is symbolic of covenant and I'm just thinking about like biblically like in the in the Torah, there's quite a bit of references to covenants and vows that are made and stuff, and I think that's why it's it's such a big deal to him because there are there are other covenants and vows that you make throughout your life, you know, even with God, you know, he's um, he's vowed things, you know, um, but just this here where he's like like my covenant with you, Israel, you know, with you, my people, that that's the best. That's like my favorite wine. You know, it's a, it's, it's a neat, uh, neat, uh, yeah. Exclamation. Right.
1: (laughs) The wine goes down smoothly for my beloved. And this uh, of this whole section, this really spoke to me the most, uh, because if we look through the song, uh, the bridegroom never actually addresses the bride as, as my beloved. It's only the bride throughout the song. It's quite a number of times, but in every case you go back. So it seems that there's a change of speakers here, that this statement actually is the bride speaking. The wine goes down smoothly for my, for my beloved. Mm -hmm. If we're following the pattern of the whole song up till now, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when, uh, my beloved is used, it's, it's the bride speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just have different examples of that, right? Uh, I am my beloved; his beloved, and my beloved is mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's the bride. Uh, just yeah, there's different points, but here, if we if we understand it uh, that way, you know, it's, as we said before, it's hard to be a hundred percent. But you know, just yeah, yeah. If, if we're going with this, then well, that's
0: yeah. Well, I've also noticed too that when the bridegroom is speaking to the bride, it's usually talking directly to her, mm. where he's saying you, and he's like, you know. The roof of your mouth and then the bride most of the time when she's referring to the bridegroom it's talking about him it's not necessarily talking to him as much so it's another, right. it goes along with that as well
1: yeah and just some examples of that with the bridegroom speaks he says yafati which is the hebrew for my beautiful one mm-hmm. or rayati my love mm-hmm. and so yeah he he's, he uses just different word words so it just helps us to know who's speaking mm-hmm. but here the bride says the wine goes down smoothly my beloved and wine as tally just mentioned represents covenant relationships so she's basically saying you know covenant relationship with you I swallow that easily it's not something that I'm choking on mm-hmm. the wine goes down smoothly and really you think about here we are coming up on Passover and Yeshua he talks about drinking the cup, right? He, Mm -hmm. he wrestled with it, but he, he he drank it down. You know, the scripture talks about as a lamb led to the slaughter. The lamb is not resisting the attempt to, you know, sacrifice it. It's just, Mm -hmm. just being led along to the slaughter. And Mm -hmm. so here, Yeshua, in a sense, he, Took that wine and he drank it down smoothly in a sense Mm -hmm. as well and so here the bride she Mm -hmm. is uh, saying the wine goes down smoothly for my beloved she gladly yields herself it's not Mm -hmm. something that she's you know kicking and screaming saying i don't really want to do this but i got to do it because i got to you know this is the only way to escape hell Mm -hmm. you know she's like right you know i want to do this because i actually enjoy the relationship the wine goes down smoothly Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, there's there's a lot of hard parts to the covenant. You know, like even as we read the Bible with God's covenant with Israel, um, there's some there's some hard things because of the covenant, really. Right. You know that that had to happen, and still, you know, we're still in that story here. Um, and so, yeah, just that that wine goes down smoothly. It's it's almost like a yes and amen to the to the plan. You know, right to the covenant. Like yes, I know of the cost, I know of the hard things that, that I'll have to go through or that I have gone through, uh, but I'm still, you know, it's I still drink it smoothly, you know, like right. with um, acceptance and with actually um, appreciation and love. Of Trusting it. in his wisdom. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I think too, you know, the wine we see in the scripture also representing the judgments of God. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that even the way that she processes the judgments of God she's able to process that smoothly. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people's breakdown with God, yeah. with mm-hmm. even the idea of God, of a just loving God mm-hmm. is that they there's a breakdown with even understanding and and trying to figure out mm-hmm. how his justice can go with his love. Yeah. Cuz you mean know, you look at there's a lot of people that um are have died, you know, or or let's say even today and and uh Disasters that happen across the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, some of these are, you know, it's hard to, you know, really pinpoint and say this is caused by, you know, mm-hmm. was it the devil? Yeah. Was it God? Was it human mm-hmm. uh, failure? Whatever. Yeah. But in, at the end of the day, God does judge sin, uh-huh. you know, and so, but the bride is able to process those judgments. Uh, you know, it says of Babylon that she was given the cup of the wine of God's wrath, mm-hmm. and so the bride is able to accept that mm-hmm. and to and to even appreciate it as a part of who God is. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's, he's the king of the universe, and he He does. He rules the earth, you know. And so, um, you know, I think today um, that that is the biggest uh, the biggest reason why people don't have faith today is, hurdle uh, is offense, to mm-hmm. yeah, offense with with God, with this idea of God that someone who's in charge of everything would handle it this way, you know, right. kind of a thing. Um, you know, people could blame it on all kinds of scientific facts and whatever. It's That's ridiculous, you know, when it when it all comes down to it, this is an offense towards the idea of God, you know? Right. And so this is a beloved who realizes the um, realizes how high his thoughts are. Mm-hmm. It's higher than her thoughts. You know, she might not understand it all. You know, right. but she still uh, says yes to the covenant and realizes that this is her beloved, that um, that she's in covenant with. And yeah,
1: yeah. So I think things. it's something for us to grow into to mm-hmm. realize that yeah. he is in control. We may not understand everything. We may not even be able to give a really good explanation of why certain things happen. Mm-hmm. But to be accepting and to say you know the wine goes down smoothly and Mm -hmm. and and even to say that in prayer god you know i may not understand the situation i may not understand why you know i lost this loved one you Mm -hmm. know to cancer i don't know i might not understand why this happened but the wine goes down smoothly uh -hmm. for my beloved you know basically i will drink the cup Mm -hmm. i'll drink the cup that you give me Mm -hmm. and uh, and it will go down smoothly i will not resist you i will i will yield to your spirit i'll yield to you my whole life Yeah. then the last statement here, moving gently the lips of sleepers. So here her yielded obedience causes others to awaken. When we have that unoffended heart towards God, even through trials, through tribulations, it, it moves gently the lips of sleepers. People, there's mm-hmm. people that are spiritually asleep. The scripture talks about that mm-hmm. and they need to be awakened. Well, the observing the bride, how she handles these crisis, you know, or these, uh, this, these things that go on in life, mm-hmm. it gently moves the lips of sleepers. In Ephesians five fourteen, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Messiah will give you light. Mm-hmm. So this idea of arising, and uh, it's moving their lips. You know, lips are one of the primary indicators of spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. and so this uh, observing the bride, how she you know, she's taking the wine down smoothly yeah. of intimacy, the wine of intimacy, but then also the way she processes the judgments of God, yeah. that it goes down smoothly, it impacts the unbelievers or the people that are spiritually dead or asleep. And they're moved yeah. and it moves their lips. I think that's yeah. significant that they're actually moved to uh, praise, to move to Faith, speak, uh, write something. Yeah.
0: Search out something. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of, you know, all of the persecuted believers that we've you know, read about and know about that, you know, that 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 bewilderedment that um their persecutors have when you know, when they have joy or whatever in trials and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, that that moves gently the lip the lips of speaker of sleepers. I'm also thinking of the story of Israel as well, the way that they've responded to persecution. I mean, if there's anyone in the world that should not be around, it's the Jewish people. They have been persecuted, um, you know, multiple. Every generation has tried to wipe out the Jewish people and they still stand strong in faith, you know, and how that is, it's baffling. It's baffling to people. Why, For for a God that allows all of this stuff, are you keeping on being so stubbornly following him, you know, like, I mean, it just, it must be bewildering, but I'm sure that it causes people to, to start, you know, (laughs) moving their lips, you know, looking, searching, (laughs) seeking maybe. Yeah.
1: Right. I think it was Mark Twain said that's the reason he believed in God because of the Jewish people. The Jewish people. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, Closing out with this verse, James three, two, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. So here encouragement from James to bridle our tongues, you know, and that's really where the bride's heading. The bride is going to be pure and spotless, perfect. The bride will know how to use her tongue. Mm-hmm. And so may God strengthen us. May we live that life that causes others to be awakened. And uh, may you be blessed as you continue to follow the bridegroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. This is Brayden and Tally, reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He's coming quickly. My love.